Hi guys, welcome back. Happy Wednesday, I guess. Whoops, uh, slacked a little bit here on the no Monday drop, but that's okay. Life happens. Hi, KB. Hi, Mac. How are you? I'm good. I had an all right day. I had to go to court. Oh my God, guys, Maggie had to go to court today because she, her car got broken into like eight months ago and um, they finally caught the guy. Yeah, I got this like voicemail from the sheriff's office. Did you end up going? Yeah, I went. Oh, I never even asked you about it. How was it? Did you see him? You didn't ask me. Yeah, so a lot of people didn't really ask me about it, but I sure was in the courtroom for about three hours today. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the guy that broke into your car? So, no. Oh, you were so, Mackie like tried to call the, um, lawyer and like tried to get out of it. She was like, um, I'm really not comfortable like seeing this man's face. Like he broke into my car. He knows that she's literally like, he knows a pretty girl is going to like, he knows where I live. Like he's going to come after me. I'm like, dude, you have to go. So I guess she ended up going. Yeah. Of course, my lawyer dad's like, you must go like, stand up for yourself and be a victim so i went as a victim i signed in and everything but the place was like honestly it's really sad like the whole system is just like so messed up there honestly like these people are are just coming in and out with handcuffs just like having public defenders and they're like having hearings and i was listening to all of them and it's like it's just like it what i just felt like it was so unorganized it was just a bad system, basically. I feel oh, really? bad. Like, I just feel like they're never going to get out of jail. Like, for whatever they did, if I heard, like, one girl, like, stole $1,000 worth of stuff, and I just feel like they are just never going to get hurt or seen or, like, taken out of jail. Like, there's just so many inmates. You Does think? that make sense? Okay, yeah. It's just, like, a whole different world. Like, be careful out there, y'all, and don't get arrested or steal because this shit was fucked. Like, they are so skinny they look so upset and people okay, well, they did something guy, bad and they need to be punished yes one guy's mom like asked the judge dude i'm not kidding people were whispering like it was so loud in there there was all these police officers on the wall like sleeping it was just like literally like like a fucking fever dream i was with this one girl who lives in the apartment complex whose car also got broken into we sat together oh i get i get there y'all this is so fucked so i get to the parking thing i've been group meing this girl that um lives in the complex who also got her car broken into and so we're like texting and she's like hey i just got here like i parked in this lot and i was like okay great so we get to the lot and i'm like i've never met this girl and i'm like hey like nice to meet you and i'm like do we have to pay to park and she's like yeah like they tow if you don't and i was like oh like I don't have my wallet. <laughs> Did she pay for you? Yes, oh bruh. I was like, of course I don't have my fucking wallet. Where was your wallet? I left it like at the office because I stopped by the office before. Oh my God. And I was like so awkward because like she didn't offer at first. Like I was like, well, like, should I just risk it then? <laughs> I felt awful, but I Venmoed her. It was $12 and I Venmoed her 15 Also, they should be paying for that. The people that made yeah. you come to court. So I had a subpoena, y'all. Anyways. <laughs> Not the big word. Okay. Slay queen. Summon. I'm glad you went to go put the bad guy away, though. Sure. I didn't even see him. And it's now next week. But I'm not going back. I left early. And he was like, fuck it. I'm not staying here. Okay. Yeah. That's fucked. So that was my day. How was your day? <laughs> it was great. I've been, like, kind of giddy today because I went on a date last night. 
<laughs> yeah, bitch. She she can't stop smiling. Um, yeah, but it's she like went on a date last night, so it, it's not like that, you guys. Like I, it's not like that. <laughs> I mean, what, like, what do you mean by that? I think I could see myself like potentially liking this man, but um, I I just like hadn't been on a date in a really long time, so like it was exciting for me. Yeah, her heart rate was up so high. Her face was like bright red and she was just like running around like a fucking crazy person before the date, changing while he's pulling up. Well, that was also my fault. I changed her dress while he said he was here. And but like she was just like a fucking crazy person yesterday and today now she's giddy. So overall, let's tell them what you gave the score of the date because he asked he actually asked me like one through ten like what do you rate the date and i gave it a 9.2 but then what (laughs) then we kissed and i gave it a 9.3 yeah so it kind of went like against a few rules that i personally have one would be somebody you've never met before picking you up the second would be kissing let me (laughs) you there we had a lot of mutual friends so i knew he wasn't a bad guy and the kissing, you're going to tell me you have never kissed on a first date before. That's bullshit. Never. Are you serious? You didn't kiss Steeps on the first date? Yeah, you did. At the fucking Ours was up? different. No. Wait. First date. What, just because you had met before? Yeah. That's still oh. a first date. Okay, you're right. I had kissed him before the first date. Okay, so <laughs> fuck off. Anyway, enough about us. Um, We are so excited today to welcome Go Call Your Sister podcast, our very first podcast collab with Allie Bridgers and Sarah Caroline, who we all referred to as Bird Bridgers, um, two sisters on the opposite ends of their 20s, talking about life and how they are getting through their day today. We're obsessed with them. We can't wait for you guys to hear. Mac, what do you have to add? I just have to say they have so much great insight and I learned so much from the episode. It's funny because I can tell what, whenever we have guests on, who like is literally in therapy or who has taken therapy and I never have. So like basically when we have on guests who have been through therapy, I feel like I'm getting like secondhand therapy because it's advice from their fucking therapist. So I'm like, yes. No, you are a hundred percent right. These girls have like truly grown as human beings, as sisters, as daughters, like as girlfriends, like they are, I, I mean, I can tell by the way that they speak and they, um, it was just so amazing interviewing them. I feel like they are so well-spoken, have their shit together. So well-spoken, like not much editing going on here, y'all. No. Not many likes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're really excited for you guys to listen to um, Allie and Sarah Caroline. Before we bring them on, here is a word from our sponsor. We are so excited to be sponsored by Inspire Design Jewelry. If you guys haven't checked them out, be sure to do so. Um, you can click the link in our bio and it'll bring you to their website as well as our collection that we did with them. Yes. Um, so link in our bio or you can just go to idoriginals.com. Um, make sure to use our code love you buy for 20% off. And you guys have to check out our everyday gold hoops that Mackie and I both wear every single day. They're our favorites. They're part of our collection. Um, so go ahead and click on that link and get yourself a pair. Remember to use code love you buy at checkout. Oh, 
Well, welcome back to Love You by Pod, you guys. We are doing our first ever collab pod recording and we're freaking out about it. <laughs> I'm freaking out. So we're here with Allie Bridgers and Sarah Caroline Bridgers, um, two sisters on the opposite ends of their 20s. Isn't that your little bio? We're going we're gonna to have to actually change it. We're gonna have Allie's to turning it 30. Oh. Wait, when's your so- birthday again? November. We have one month left for that to ring true. And after that, we'll have to come up with something else. We can say like millennial, your favorite millennial and Gen Z combo. Because like Allie is so crippling millennial and I'm like so Gen Z. I think that's true. I think that's right. Um, But we're just so excited to have you girls on because you guys started a podcast, I think like a few months before we started ours. So we're excited. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to um, interview the girls about, I mean, they have some big things going on in their lives right now. Allie just quit her corporate job and moved to LA. I was going to say, so Kenna and Allie used to work together. That's just a side note. I want everyone to know before we start. Yes. So why don't you guys just introduce yourselves a little bit more, even though we kind of already did. Kenna, I miss you so much. I loved working with Kenna just before we get going. Um, you're like the best part of the day. Um, yeah. So I'm Allie. I'm the older sister the older half of Go Call Your Sister. And I don't even know where to start. This past year has been like the most just crazy year. I quit my job. I um, After college, I immediately started working. I went into PR. I was at an agency for a couple of years. And then I was at the home edit on the brand marketing team there. And yeah, as of a month ago, I am no longer employed by someone else, which is a little bit wild. Um, but yeah, I lived in Nashville for seven years. So I had a very like consistent 20s, um, just working, living in Nashville, kind of, you know, just doing my thing. And then this past year, everything has changed. I quit my job. I moved across the country to California. Um Things have just been all over the place, but in a good way. And yeah, I, um, my sister Sarah Caroline and I started the podcast as a way to stay in touch um, when we were living in different places. But now we are very close to each other. She's in San Diego and I'm in LA. So it's been really, really good to be able to, to see each other more often. And um, yeah, I'll throw it over to you, Bird. Um, also, if you hear me refer to Sarah Caroline as Bird, I've called her that since she was born. Um, she always had her mouth open like a little bird waiting for someone to just like drop food into. Um, so I just started calling her that. So yeah, if you hear that, that's what it is. Yeah, people get really confused because I have like a thousand nicknames. It's like Bird, Sarah Caroline, Sarkar. So like depending on like how you know me, it's like what you call me. So my best friend, my family call me Bird and then Sarkar, Sarah Caroline, whatever. Um, But yeah, I am Sarah Caroline. I'm the younger sister, the younger half of Go Call Your Sister. And um, I live in San Diego, California now, but I've had a different path in Alley in a bunch of ways. So I went to Ole Miss. I graduated in 2021. Um, my best friend is Libby Lagarde, who is who worked with Kenna. And that's kind of how I feel like that's how I got to know you, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though you're also working with Allie. But um, yeah, I graduated in 2021. So my last two years of college were like COVID times. And I just had like a mental breakdown when I graduated. And I was like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, I do not want to start working. I don't want to do nine to five right away. Like I need to go like live my life. And I had been kind of like dabbling in the influencer space in college. This was like very pre-Alex Earl where like it was not cool. It was like fucking weird. Like, mm-hmm. do you guys do you guys cuss? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. 
sorry and then um but yeah it was like not the cool thing to do like people definitely gave me a lot of shit for it but I knew that's something that I wanted to grow like post-grad so when I graduated college I moved to Oahu Hawaii where I'm actually am right now um with my best friend Perry we lived here for a year and then I moved to Florence Italy for a few months had an apartment there and then um once I left Hawaii I'd pretty much grown my social media to doing it full-time and then um After we left Italy, I actually got a really unique job opportunity in San Diego. I met a man on a plane when I was flying between Italy and Las Vegas, and he offered me like an incredible position in San Diego. I'd been praying a lot about like where to move, and I was between Hawaii and San Diego. So I moved to San Diego in February, and I've been living there since. But for this month, I'm subleasing a room in Hawaii because I really missed it. I wanted to come back. Um, And yeah, that's kind of what I do now. And that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I think, you know, that's honestly like why we started the podcast too, like in addition to just like staying in touch is we both have had very different journeys in our 20s, you know, me being the oldest and like, you know, doing things by the book and then Bird doing her own thing and really shaking it up. And, um, and so, yeah, it's like fun to share the different viewpoints that we have because we are really similar, but then also really different. So we have a lot of fun together. Yeah. I love it so much. Wait, um, Bird, I started calling you Bird too, yeah. because I texted yeah, the other day. I think I want to call you a bird too. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, team bird, team bird. <laughs> I want to know like about the conversation with the man on the plane because Mackie and I love talking to random people on the planes and yes. I just have to know how a job opportunity became from that. Yeah. So my ex-boyfriend was a professional jujitsu fighter and I was living in Italy at the time, but he was fighting in Vegas. And this was like very much in the time where I was having like an existential life crisis. I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? Like, I, I need to leave Italy. I don't really vibe with it as much as I thought. Like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know. I'm like very, very delusional. I'm probably one of the most delusional people that you'll ever meet. But I also feel like I'm extremely magnetic and like very aligned. And so I had just been praying about it like all the time. Like not even like in my bed at night, praying like on my knees, like God, show me a sign. I don't know what to do. And um, I was actually flying back from Vegas. I was in Vegas for like five days watching him fight, flying back. And I had been journaling like the entire flight from Italy, like show me a sign, like I'm confused. I don't know what to do because I didn't really think the relationship was going to work out, honestly, like to be super real. Like I didn't think it was going to work out. I didn't know if it was right to move if I felt that way. And I ended up, my flight got canceled from Chicago to Rome and I was in the American Airlines lounge and like everyone was freaking the fuck out. They're like, I'm missing my honeymoon. I'm missing a wedding. And I was just kind of like, I don't really have anything to get back for. So I was in the back and I saw like the only other relatively calm duo, which was like a really sweet couple. And we just started talking and I was like, yeah, I'm a full-time influencer. I do like this, that, and the other. And, you know, we had like a bunch of synchronicities, like me and this couple. And um, he ended up being someone who had just started a business in San Diego. And like, we spent that whole night together in the airport lounge. And then we stayed in the same hotel, had breakfast together. And like, before he got on the plane, he was like, if you move, I want you to come work for me. And that's oh, like, oh what happened. God. And he, he I want you to come work for me in San Diego. Yeah. I So I do that. Like, I would say I have like two roles right now, like full-time content creator, which I still say full-time because that's like my bigger source of income still at the moment. But two days a week in San Diego or like two days remote in Hawaii. Um, I work for an eyewear company and I'm kind of like the head of marketing for that, which is really fun and like very exciting. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is like the biggest God story. One of the biggest ones I've ever heard. Like you were praying so much and then you randomly met them. Like 
at yeah. a delayed flight situation. And it's so funny how like full circle that they've come. And Ali, I think we can like relate this back to our family story, but like our brother is sober. My boss is sober. Mm-hmm. He took like my whole family to an AA meeting when wins two years rolled around and he was in San Diego, like got win his chip. Um, and just like, yeah, it was, I feel like they're my family now in San Diego. So like, it just all comes full circle and oh my gosh, it's, it's incredible. Oh, I love that. I would say we love talking about like all things woo woo. Like we're so into that and also combining it with our faith and, um, yeah. So any sort of like woo woo topic, we're here for it. Manifesting all the things. We love the crystals. Wait, yeah. the is, okay, I'm like, is woo woo? <laughs> is it like crystals and stuff? Is that what that means? We, I think we're out of our crystal phase. We were oh, in it for are? a while. Okay. I was, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I like do keep crystals in all my purses when I go out, but that's like kind of, really? I used to be, yeah. I do have like a, a thing of crystals on my bedside table, but that's like the Same, extent. But I don't really I used like to have like arms of crystal bracelets and like we used to be like <laughs> really into that. Do different ones mean like different things to different people or how does it work? Crystals, you guys. Like my sister's soccer teammates do crystals too. And they'll be like, do you need to hold these crystals to like win the game tonight? Like I don't, is it the same thing? Yeah, I mean, different crystals do mean different things. So there's like a love quart or rose quartz if you want to manifest love and um, pyrite for money and like all different things. I keep that and one I think on me. there's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, why not, right? Like, why would you have yeah, extra oh, good juju? And you guys really think they work. Uh, fuck yes, I do. I literally, <laughs> when I worked in Hawaii, I would take my pyrite and I would put it in the tip jar um like I was like no one asked any questions and I just like put in the tip jar and like people would just like come through and randomly put like a hundred dollar bill in there and I'd be oh like my oh, guys. but like it's true that different things hold different energies like that's proven fact yeah. and yeah. I also think it's like you know if you believe in manifesting then like if you're holding something that you believe is going to channel wealth and you're feeling that feeling and you're giving it that energy then like you're putting it out there for the for the yeah. universe. I think for me, it's more of like the intention. It's like, okay, I'm going to meditate and I'm really going to put my intention in like abundance or, you know, self-love or whatever it is. And it's just kind of like a physical reminder of like where you're directing that energy. Yeah. yeah. We're that. not like holding the crystal, <laughs> like praying to them. We're not like, you right. know. Being okay. it's like, this is bullshit. No, I just like, I don't know. Like, we grew up really Catholic, so I feel like it kind of goes against some of the beliefs that like we grew up on because it's like, yeah. well, God is the only person that like you should trust in like making things happen for in your yeah. life. But, like, I mean, if you use them both together, I feel like it's fine, right? Yeah, we talked yeah, about this we last actually week's talked episode. about this last. Yeah, we talked about this last week, oh. just like kind of combining like you know, spirituality, it really is like, what is it to you? Like, are you worshiping? Like, I mean, cause God is a spirit. So yeah. it's like, you know, where spirit. if you're practicing, like, you know, all this woo stuff, but you're worshiping like the, the devil. devil, like, I don't yeah. know, it's going to be a very different experience than, you know, if yeah. God is your like source and like universe, I don't know. Yeah. My yeah. thought is like the universe. Like when I say the universe, I'm talking about God because like, I believe that God is in the universe, like every part of it and he created it. So like, I think saying like the universe is also like saying like, if I said the Holy Spirit or like God or okay. Jesus right. or like the right. Lord, like there's different words. Okay, That's a good it. point. Cause yeah, some people say the universe and it's like, they don't mean like, they think that. There isn't a God, I guess. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. That's I think it's like whatever, however you yeah. like. But I mean, there's like proven, I mean, this is going a whole different direction, but like there's <laughs> in the Bible that directly mention like manifestation. Like, 
you know, and visions and dreams. Like, I don't know. I think it's very interesting. We're very, we're very big on like woo-woo Christianity. Yeah, they are. Okay. I love woo-woo Christianity. There you go. We're we're coining that phrase, woo-woo Christianity. (laughs) That's a good Merch coming Um, soon. So we touched a little bit on this, or you guys did earlier, but your brother is sober and so is your mom. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about like, how has that affected your family and like the two of you and grown your relationship with your mom and your brother? I think it has been the most impactful thing that has ever happened to our family. Um, and it was, it's different all around, you know, sobriety looks different for different people. And like, you know, having a problem with alcohol is not always the same. You know, my mom and brother had very different, um, forms. You know, my brother was drinking every day, all day and doing lots of other things on top of that. And my mom just kind of would, she wouldn't drink every day, but when she would, she couldn't stop. And, you know, that's another form of alcoholism. And I think that that's kind of, um, you know, people talk about being an alcoholic and people think it all looks the same and it doesn't, it looks very different for different people. Um, and yeah, so this goes back to 2021 um, my brother was in college. I think he was a sophomore, um, right bird. He was a sophomore mm-hmm. and he just kind of started acting really crazy and just, you know, there was something off and my parents stepped in and he went to rehab and he's doing great. Um, we had a great episode with him on go call your sister a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So definitely check it out. Um, and then two months after my mom dropped him off at rehab, she, um, went to the same one. Um, my dad checked her in and it was honestly just like a really, really hard time for all of us. And I think that bird and I had different experiences with it because I was in the middle here, um, because they both came to rehab in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So I was really close to it. And then bird was really physically removed from it, um, being in Hawaii at the time. And so that was, you know, hard in its own way of not really being around family to help you through that. And, um, it honestly just kind of was the starting point of our family doing a lot of healing, like all across the board. Like there were just a lot of things that we really needed to address. And, you know, we grew up in Oxford, Mississippi. It's a very Southern town where everyone puts a pretty face on and you don't really, you're not open about the things you're actually dealing with sometimes. And I think that's pretty true for many places across the South and just the culture in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we really came face to face with some hard things that, you know, had been going on in our family that we just hadn't, you know, come to terms with. And we all started in therapy and just have been on this journey of just healing. And it has been incredible. Like if our family from four years ago saw our family today, it wouldn't be scared. They wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't be able to recognize it, to be honest. Yeah, totally. And I think that like, you know, we had our, we have our podcast, we have like our social media platforms and we really like, we obviously talked about this with our family before we started sharing things, but like, I wanted, we both wanted to make it like priority to talk about our story and to share our story because people were already talking about it anyways. Like we're in, we're from Oxford. It's a small town. Of course, people are like the Pritchard's family. They keep going to rehab one by one. Like everyone's going. And I'm like, if you're going to talk shit, I want you to be informed and I want you to like talk about something that's going to make a difference. So we started like sharing my mom's story really early on, on our podcast. We started posting that on Instagram and like it wasn't the most comfortable thing to do, but I remember growing up and being in college and being in high school and feeling like so alone because on the outside, our family put on this very like perfect look of like the bridgers, you know, blah, blah, blah. but on the inside, like everyone was hurting and we were going through things and I didn't ever feel comfortable talking about it with like pretty much anyone. 
And that like silence and keeping that like pretty image, like that's what keeps people from getting help. And that's what leads to people dying from drugs and alcohol. So like, Mm-hmm. I would rather talk about it and normalize it than, you know, try mm-hmm. to hide it and make it something that's like a secret. Like, no, I want you guys to all hear it so that it becomes more normalized and other people can feel comfortable like getting help. Yeah. And I think we really wanted to shine a light on like what it actually looks like to have a sober family member because before this, like our family was the party family. We ho- we hosted every event like during COVID, we were playing like beer pong every day. Like every day. We were just always having fun. And like, you know, it was so much fun until it wasn't anymore. And, you know, we talk about like the part of mom and dad or the part where mom and Wen went to rehab. But then honestly the hardest part was when they got out. And, you know, they're kind of like babies in a way and like learning mm-hmm. how to navigate that when your family was like drastically different. Um, you know, we really wanted to talk about that because so many families have alcoholics, you know, and in their family and they don't really know what to, you know, how to deal with it, how to speak to them, how to help them. And so we really wanted that to just be something that we talked about, like Bird said, really openly so that we can help other people. And that's like, all the topics across the board, anything that we're going through, we want to, you know, talk about it openly and honestly. Yeah. Wow. You guys spoke so well on that. I know they're oh so good. Gosh, that was so good. <laughs> I feel like, no, it's definitely taken time because in the beginning I was like, um, my mom's alcoholic and so is my brother and everyone's in rehab. Yeah. Everyone was like, I was like trauma dumped to everyone who would listen. And yeah. now I just feel like, we've like been so educated. We've had like really good people come alongside us, really good, you know, podcasts and listening and learning. So we can feel like good to talk about it because people hit you with like hard questions. You have to be ready to like answer. And it's like, it's taught us so much about ourselves too, because like when you grow up with an alcoholic in your family, that's a trauma and it affects you so deeply in so many different ways. And it actually like kind of showed me like, you know, how I kind of take things like in the the minute, like I don't really let it affect me, but then after the fact, then I let it sink in and I'm like, Oh shit. And so like navigating that of like just getting through it. And then like, once you get to the point where you actually allow yourself to feel the feelings, that's when the recovery and the healing really starts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like how you guys said that like alcoholism looks different for everybody because like you said, like your mom, once she started drinking, she couldn't stop. And I feel like that is like so common with a lot of people, especially people our age. Like we, you know, all got hammered in college and then like we're out of college now and like people are still drinking and partying. But then it's like some people can't really stop or they can't handle their alcohol like others can. And I feel like a lot of people our age are becoming more sober curious What do you guys think about that? I mean, we grew up like in Oxford, like we said, where drinking was so normal. Like it was just Mm -hmm. so completely normal to be 14 and being like blacking out every weekend and like drinking at every dinner, drinking at every lunch. And I think that our, you know, family couldn't have started this journey at a better time because five years ago, being sober was like fucking weird. Like it was weird. There were nothing, there was nothing available for you on the market, like sober, curious wise or um, non-alcoholic wise. And now it's becoming like almost a cool trend, which is like really interesting. But I think it's because like we're entering this phase after COVID where we actually care about our mental health. Like we care about our bodies. We want to be our best, like as much as we can. And I think that like 
as people are discovering the harmful effects alcohol has, or like, you know, kind of like me, I'm not the biggest drinker because like of the pain that alcohol has caused in my life and like the trauma that I hold from that. And I'm like, I love it. I think it's amazing that people even, especially like our age are being cur- like sober curious, sober October, stuff like that. I think it's amazing. And I think, you know, COVID and this experience with our family, it really made both of us kind of reevaluate our relationship with alcohol. Um, honestly, our whole family, like my dad too, because we three still drink, but we think about it more. Like it's not just something that you don't think about, like you're at lunch. Oh, of course I'm going to order something. It's like, wait, am I drinking because like everyone else's or because like I really want to, and just kind of makes you think about why you're drinking, which I think everyone should stop and evaluate because it is so important to actually put thought behind it. Yeah. Yeah, That's a really good point to put thought behind why you're literally ordering a mimosa at 11 a.m. Like, you know, like it's why. Yeah. And we, I think that like, we never say this stuff to shame people, but like it is true, like just in our own lives. Like, I think I do think about that. I'm like, am I doing this because everyone else is doing it? Am I doing this because I'm going through a breakup and I'm trying to like forget? Like, what is the, and I believe like when you go into drinking, we've talked about this with Anna Grace before and you put an intention behind it. And my intention is like, I'm drinking because I want to have like a good time with the girls. I like love this drink. I love an espresso martini. I'm happy to be here. When you put that intention behind drinking, I do believe like it, changes you know your energy of the night and back to like being woo-woo but like when you go into it being like I'm doing this to forget I'm doing this to numb I'm doing this to you know get rid of this pain temporarily that's when I think you have to start thinking about like okay this is deeper yeah totally true I just learned that like I just learned a lot from that then we start thinking because like I like about like um giving yourself like validation to drink with the friends like mm-hmm. I like that but like if you're sad like you said like about a boy or something like let's not like drink a whole bottle of wine or if you're just like, like I need to get hammered tonight like why do you need to get hammered tonight? yeah like, like what are you what are you trying to like, like tone out tone out yeah I still do it like to be honest there's I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that it's like every time I drink, like there are still nights where I'm like, I'm in the mood to be to get hammered and I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I just think like in the grand scheme, after being at Ole Miss, looking back on it, like moving to Hawaii from Oxford, I looked around, I was like, wow, not everyone's getting fucked up every Friday. Like I'm remembering my nights. That's so weird. And everyone's like, no, actually your mentality is weird. Like that's not normal. <laughs> behavior yeah well it's just it's so natural right like you're at brunch of course like bottomless mimosas yes please but it's like you just don't even think about it it just becomes like as natural as like reaching for the glass of water yeah Mm how um how how's when and how is your mom now and like have there been I mean obviously like it's an ongoing battle but like have there been relapses and like are they have they gone back to rehab since that first time no. no, neither of them have relapsed, thank God, or gone back to rehab. Um, take it. Yeah, no, I don't think no. our mental health can take it. Um, but, you know, they're doing great. And they both, like I said, like, you know, being an alcoholic looks different. Being in recovery looks very different. My mom leans really heavily into AA and is really, really into yoga And my brother does not do AA and he has his own form of sobriety and like how um, he stays on track. And it's just like, you know, helping people figure out what works for them and knowing that what works for one person is not going to work for the other person. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're each, you know, they found their paths and they're doing great. And we're so proud of them. I think the thing that made like the biggest difference was that they had each other. And like, Mm -hmm. that's like at the time I remember being like two two of five are in rehab. God, like, and now I'm like, I'm so glad because 
they have each other. They, they're so accountable to one another. Like, you know, if Wynn relapses, that's not going to be good for my mom. And if my mom relapses, it's really going to shake Wynn. And like, Wynn is now, I guess, two and a half years sober. My mom just hit her two years in September. So like, they're very close um, with their dates and yeah, they're just amazing. And I knew my mom would change the world. Like when she became sober and Wynn is as well, like just sharing his story as a 22 year old who's two and a half years sober is insane. But my mom, like she started AA groups she like does all these different things for the for the recovery community and like i just knew once she got sober that the world was going to be like 20 times better for it because like there's yeah. nothing rkb does that like isn't better because she's there yeah oh, I she love- seems so cute by the way she is no, adorable she's the cutest yeah. human being ever i got to meet her one time she no, came no. to the brand house yeah um wait she, i saw didn't she do some type of like speaking seminar thing at Ole Miss? She, oh, she um she spoke to the Kappa. So Bird and I were both Kappas at Ole Miss, and um, my mom was not, but everyone thinks she was because she was always there with us. Um, but she spoke to the Kappas, and I think she's been to a couple of other sororities um to speak about her journey. And honestly, like even though we've gone through some major shit, like it was not easy. I wouldn't take I wouldn't change any of it because like we really, it's just an example of the beauty that can come from brokenness because at one point we were very, very broken. Mm-hmm. And now it's like com- a completely different family. Also like the lies of social media too, because I think like in my highlight, like peak of living in California, living in Hawaii, I was like beach mountains. Ha ha ha. And like on the inside, I was like dying because my family is going through all this. And like, you know, it's, it's just so crazy how much we hide from from the public and like how much people really don't know what's like truly going on in each other's lives. Even my, some of my best friends like didn't know what, exactly what I was going through. And I just think it's a testament to like, you've got to check on people. Like you got to check on your strong friends. You got to check on you know everybody because I was hiding it. I didn't want anyone to know at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> no, like seriously, you guys, we, Mackie and I started this like what a year and a half ago. A little over a year ago, yeah. And, like, y'all are sisters. Like, obviously, you guys have sister fights. But, like, Mackie and I have, like, best friend fights. But I tell her, I'm like, you're like a sister to me, so I will fight with you like you are my sister. And she gets offended by really that. I really love that. Yeah, she doesn't love that. <laughs> so, my question is, like, when you guys started Good Call Your Sister, like, how, like, do you fight often? Like, how has it been working with your sister and having a business with your sister? I wouldn't say that we fight often. Um, I think that Bert and I have very, very different strengths and weaknesses. Um, And they can. (laughs) But also, like, our parents, like, they didn't allow us to really fight, like, as kids, even. Like, our parents aren't, or, like, for the most part, for a lot of their life, weren't super close to their siblings. So they were like, you will all be close and you will not argue. Like, you won't fight each other. And I think you really have no choice. Yeah, you have no choice. And I think the only thing, like, growing up we would fight about would be, like, clothes. Like, Allie and I would always fight about, like, that would be – I think that was, like, the only thing, really. Well, and, like, our age difference. Like, we're five years apart, so it would have just been kind of unfair, I think, because I was so much older. Um, Yeah, but there was a time period where, like, we weren't really, like, friends. Like, it was still, like – Allie was the cool older sister. Now she's, like, the young sister that, like, wanted to, like, hang around and be annoying and, like, wanted to be a part of everything. And, like, there was just this moment in time where it just, like, clicked. And one day I was, like – we're best friends. When did that oh, happen? When was that? When, like, how old were y'all? I, I feel would like say probably. Oh, I was going to say it was when you were in college. 
I felt like we got closer once you moved out of the house because then I like felt yeah. like a treat, even though you were across the street. Yeah, maybe it was like middle of my college, like not living together. I don't know, like somewhere around. I used then. to be really scared of Allie because, like, in my eyes, like she was always like a scarier mom figure to me. Like my mom, I could kind of like talk out of things and like, but like if Allie found out about something, I was like petrified. Like if Allie oh, knew yes. about me, like something doing something. Like if she found out I was talking to an older boy, like one time she literally made a guy cry in the cafeteria because she, she found out he was texting me when I was in middle school and they were in high school. She really? literally chewed him out in front of the entire cafeteria and made him cry. Like a very large man. I feel like it's a common theme between older sisters and little sisters. Like we both have little sisters and I feel like they kind of feel that way about us. Yeah. Like that we're going to get mad about like a certain guy or something that they did. Yeah. They're scared. Mm-hmm. A bit. Yeah, I re- yeah, I haven't thought about that moment in a while, but yeah, I literally marched in the cafeteria and it was like dead silent and I slammed my hand on the cafeteria table where he was eating and I like chewed him out in front of everyone and you were like, I know you're a left. perv. You said, I know you're a perv. This whole cafeteria knows you're a perv. My parents know you're a perv. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like, fuck you. And they're like, Allie Bridgers, get out of here. Oh, <laughs> holy Wait, shit. Did you guys go to the same school at the time? Yeah, well, she was in she was in middle school, mm-hmm. and I was in high school. And this and he was kid was like, he was a freshman. He was like asking, I don't know, like texting her disgusting things. Yeah, holy yeah. shit, Amy, I'm shook about that you did that. Like that is not on brand for you. But I guess maybe back in high school, I feel oh like it's pretty Allie on brand. Lethal. Allie in high school was a lethal weapon. Like if you were anywhere near her on her bad side, like. Allie is really fucking smart. She's a hundred times more smart than I am. And she can like psychologically just just psychologically fuck with you. Like she knows exactly what to do. And like, I don't know if Allie, if you're on her bad side, I would just run. I would run away quickly. (laughs) Do you have a bad side, Amy? Like, Yeah, no, I like if I don't like someone or like they have hurt me or my family, like I am dead with it. Like the bridge is burned and it's never being rebuilt. Like Allie, and then like same with relationships. Like I I tell Allie, like, Allie, like, I don't know what to do. She's like, why? Block him and like never think of him again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's fire. That's really kind of. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we, we, so we don't really fight. Like we never fought growing up. And I think like, we get into tips about things just because, like, I like things to be done a certain way and, like, Bird does her things her way. And, like, of course, we're going to argue. And, like, we actually talked about on last week's episode, like, all the intros we've recorded where we've been so mad at each other. But mm-hmm. we're like, how's your week? <laughs> and, like, you can tell when you listen back that, like, we are not in a good place. Yeah, we have, like, immediate stop. And I don't know, yeah. a lot of the time, like, I think working together, like, like we said, we do have different strengths and weaknesses and, like it doesn't always flow, but we just have to like find a way. Like I'm very like, la la, like over the place. Like it's going to be great. La, la. And Allie's like spreadsheet, Excel, this and that and the other. And then, but like in a way it works because we couldn't have one of both. Like we couldn't have, right. it wouldn't not work. Like, I'm like, I'm like, what's the strategy? Like let's plan six weeks out. And Bert's like, I don't know. I'm going to work like whenever I feel it. And like the mood strikes and that's not me at all. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, it works. It's like a dynamic. Oh my god. So, I'm yeah. like 
obsessed with you guys. I feel like the intro thing is so relatable because we've yeah. had we've been so mad at each other before, yeah. and like we've had to record. And I'm just like, I, I don't know if we can record right now because like I can't even like. Fake I mean, there it. was like, like one time where we we're like, we just can't do it tonight, and like we had like, to move it. We yeah, faking it. It was just honestly, like, yeah. it would be so funny to have like a mashup on Reels Bird of like all the times that we've just like slammed out of like the window. Like we'll be in mid conversation, and then it's just like, yeah. bye. I'm like, call me when you process your feelings. <laughs> That's hilarious. It must be crazy, like be- doing it remote too. Like I feel like ours get into it like in person, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. I thought Texting. Allie was gonna literally murder me when we were when I was living in Europe, and she was here oh because I would be like, okay, I can record at 2 a.m. Nashville time, and <laughs> I would be like in like airport bathrooms recording on the floor with my microphone. And Allie's like, I can hear flushing. <laughs> I don't know why you guys kept it up being literally on opposite sides of the world yeah so needless to say we're very very happy to be on the same time zone in the same state okay so our podcast is all about dating and relationships and like you know being single in your 20s and going on dates and like trying to figure out what you want so obviously we have to ask you guys about your love lives and we also just kind of want to touch on, you know, your perspectives on dating with Ali almost being 30 and Sarah Caroline, our, our, bird, our age, um, the differences in like what you guys have learned throughout the years. Let's start with Bird. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you recently-ish went through a breakup. Um, can you tell us about how you've been dealing with that and how you're feeling now? Yeah. So I, like I kind of talked about earlier, I started dating someone that I met in in Hawaii who was living in San Diego. And so it was kind of like long distance from the jump. And I would like go back and forth, all these things. It was like being on The Bachelor, like seriously, because we would just like visit each other like in San Diego, Hawaii, we'd go on trips, we'd do like little things. And then once I was in Europe, it was like we were in the Maldives, we were in Australia, like it was not super real life. And so obviously, when you're like on The Bachelor, or you're on that kind of situation, like you're only together for like a couple of days at a time. So like, it's hard to like have like fights and address issues and like all this stuff. But, um, he was living in San Diego and like, yeah, I think like around this time last year, I had this like revelation. I was like, we like are not going to work out, but I like had all these trips planned. We were doing all these things and I was kind of like, I don't know. And so when I decided to move to San Diego, we were finally not going to be long distance and like, Oh my God, we did not, we made it like one month like one month of living there and it was hard for me because I felt like I kind of like failed in a way like I didn't want people to be like she moved for a boyfriend they didn't work out like you know and yeah. I had to like not let people's opinions but like yeah you think about stuff like that you know right. and um we broke up like one time in April and then you know like you get back together we went to like Tulum did all that stuff and like ended up getting back together and then it just kind of came down to like lifestyle differences like he is a professional athlete. So like his lifestyle is very like structured and like I'm starting out these opportunities to travel and do all this stuff. And I felt like I was like, I just felt like my sparkle was like being super dimmed and like I was having weird anxiety and like panic attacks all the time. And I was like, what's going on? And like, so fucking crazy. Cause like the minute I became single, it's like all that just kind of went away. And it wasn't easy at first, obviously, but like I think the first breakup, I kind of did the whole like sad morning, like I'm gonna cry and like go on a walk and cry. And then the second time around, I was like, I'm gonna boss the fuck up. I'm over this. Like I'm not doing this anymore. We're not getting back together again. And I just like hit up hinge. I started like going out with the girls. And I yeah, I just like started dating and um and I love it. Like it's just been so fun for me. I feel like very free. I feel like very happy and 
you know, it's like hard because you guys probably see this, like people our age, especially being from Mississippi are like getting engaged and getting married. And I'm over here like, I'm on the streets. Like I'm back to the streets. I love it. And, um, and I just think it shows that like everyone's on a different path and, you know, everyone's going to handle things differently and have different timelines. But like, yeah, I'm very much enjoying being single and I do have like, I have crushes. Like I definitely have some crushes at the moment. Um, But it's just fun. Like, I just feel like I'm seeing the world in, like, such an exciting new way that I didn't see for, like, a really long time. Yeah. I feel like San Diego Hinge has to be better than than (laughs) Nashville right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And me and my friend Blaine were just talking about this earlier, too. But, like, there is a stark difference in California men and, like, men anywhere else that I've lived. Like, Mississippi, RIP, like, not my type at all. Couldn't, couldn't (laughs) be. Then in Hawaii, it was interesting because it was like kind of like everyone here is really young. They're not really like settled. They just kind of want to like mess around. Like they just are very like low commitment, like low level. And then in California, these men are like razzle dazzling you. They're like, I'm going to pick you up Tuesday at seven and we're going to go on a yacht and then we're going to go to a secret private concert and then we're going to go to a five course dinner. And then I'm just going to drop you off and kiss you on the cheek. Like they're just like, they do it. No. Like they're <laughs> like, we're dating. Like, I have been to so many fun experiences. Like I don't plan shit. Yeah. And, um, but I am like, so I'm in the process of changing my type and this is like, I don't know if I ever talked about this, but like my type for the longest time has been like all my ex-boyfriends look alike. My phone literally categorizes their face as the same face on my face feature. Yeah. I was like, why doesn't my ex-boyfriend have a face? And then I was like, Oh, cause he's under my college boyfriend's face. Cool. Um, but my therapist told me, athletes, right? yeah, they're all yeah, athletes of different variations and my, they're all, they're all me, athletes of some sort of like Polynesian, South American, descent. Brazilian. Yeah. Um, and yeah. my therapist told me, she was like, look, you need to go on dates with people who are not your type. Like if it feels too comfortable, too familiar, don't do it. And like, I did that and y'all, and I literally, I've fallen in love with my hinge date because he is so different. <laughs> yeah. And Wait, is he white? Is he yes, white? yes, he's white. And I love him. And like, I am like completely converted. Like I love like, not even just like the physical type, but like I am team sweet boy. Like I couldn't be bothered oh, with an wow. athlete anymore. Like I feel like I'm talking about like a recovery story. Like I just want to be with the sweetest guys. The other day, this man, this hinge man literally drove me back and forth from LA in one night so I could go to a brand event that I had a brand deal for. He filmed me the entire time I was there. Filmed the entire thing. Perry couldn't go. None of my friends could go. He goes, wait, I didn't know know. he went with you. Yeah. He, Allie, Allie couldn't go. She, she was out of town. So he came, that man pulls up phone ready, camera ready, filming the entire thing. And I literally was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you came here. Like that was, and he goes, Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just proud to be here. Like, I'm just proud to get to be a part of it. And I was like, I'm sorry. You just like healed so many things inside of me that like, that's like seven weeks of therapy in that one sentence. And like, now I'm team sweet boy. Don't talk to me if you're not. And oh my gosh, like he's awesome. And yeah, I just like seeing the world in new light. Like I'm, I could not advocate for sweet men enough now. I agree. I agree. I think it's like it's sweet boy era. Yeah, yes. and I've always been with guys who like have like you know being an athlete like big ego, even though they all were like I mean some of them were like super men and didn't like amount to anything, but like big ego, big like oh look at me, look at me, look at me, and like, I always felt like I was like put on the side, and I'm like I'm not a side, like I'm never going to be a side, like I'm a main, 
I can't date yeah. someone who's going to put me on the side. And like, that is, yeah. you should never be with someone who makes you feel like small. And I just feel like I was like, so like shrunk, like shrinking down for so long that now I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm over that actually never She's again. Back up. Oh my God. Wait, I'm so happy for how you. do you, I'm so happy for you. How do you feel about leaving Hinge Boy for, for Hawaii? Like, are you going to miss him? I definitely miss him. I was like sad to leave him, but also I was kind of like, you know, I'm in my single era. Like I am, you know, I had this plan way before, like I'm not doing long distance with anyone. Like we just kind of met and I feel like hinge is different because like these people are strangers. Like it's not like you're like friends and start dating. Like you're a stranger. So I'm still learning about things about you. And like, we had only been hanging out for like a month and a half. So yeah, I left him, but we definitely have been like texting and um really? yeah so he's cute I, love it so much. I have another question do you do no I was gonna say follow up from that I just feel like you left at the perfect time of like the month, relationship month like yeah month, month and a half we were getting close so- to the whole like what are we conversation I was like yeah. Bye. <laughs> no don't hit me with that no I was gonna say like when it comes to your social media because obviously you are an influencer and you post your life on social and like I remember seeing Jitsu dude and um I was like okay like she stopped posting him like me just being like the nosy person I am just like the rest of your followers like oh did they break up and then I saw him again and like oh they got back together I'm like texting Libby like what's the deal with birds man and um I feel like I just wanted to ask like do your followers are they like DMing you like what happened like did you break up or were they well I've like never wanted my accounts to be like a relationship account because then like, yeah, if you break up, you're like kind of fucked. You like lose your whole niche. And then also I, you know, my ex-boyfriend being a professional athlete, like he has his own little like social media realm. I'm like, I can't be like hoeing him out for Snapchats that are, I mean, sorry. I can't be hoeing him out for like TikToks that are like so cringe because like his brand is like being tough, strong, I'm a fighter. So like, I can't really do that to him. And he wasn't like big on like being on my social media. Like he didn't mind, yeah. but like- he didn't want to like be like a super active participant and I didn't want to force him to be one. Um, but like I did share him, you know, enough where people knew it was going on. And then we broke up. I think like I made like one video about it, but then like I was angry because everyone was like messaging me and they're like, what happened? And I was like, you don't get to know this. But then I was like, well, I was sharing. So like you're, you're invested. And um, yeah, I just think that like, it's hard to know what to share, especially if your mm-hmm. ex is like someone who's also like very active on social media, has a whole different niche. Cause like his followers started leaking over to mine. And I was like, okay, you're throwing off my ratio. First of all, like this is a girl, this is for the girls, not for the men. <laughs> and people would comment like, is that like on the video? And I was like, Oh no, they found me. And so, yeah, it was just hard with that. But I think my next boyfriend, like he's just gonna have to be super down with like being on camera. Like yeah. you're, we're gonna be doing some dances. Like we're gonna be doing some like voiceovers. Like get ready, lights, camera, action. I can't have someone who's like kind of hidden again. I don't want to do yeah. that. Well, Bird, I will say Bird has a hard time sharing about relationship stuff. That's like mm-hmm. the one thing that she does not really like to share about because like um, when we talk about it on the podcast, like it's like twisting her arm to be like, can we do a relationship yeah. episode or like, can we talk about this breakup? Yeah. yeah, I think just because like I do share so many other parts that I'm like, I should get to keep like this to myself. And like, especially when we were breaking up and getting back together and breaking up, I didn't want to like put out a word and then like have to be like, ha just kidding about last week. Like now we're in the right. room. Like I was just very like unsure about it and I didn't even feel like confident talking about it. But yeah, like there are certain things that like 
I kind of have limits on and like I don't really want everyone to know the inside of because like I'm already going to give you a lot so like let me have this you know yeah I think that's really fair and valid like I would be the same way but when my when my views are low I get on TikTok and I'm like okay get ready for me to talk about my breakup and I'm like yeah that's hilarious Um, but no I follow you on Instagram and I feel like you've done a good job about it like there's been like I feel like a few slides of like going how to break up but like nothing detailed yeah and the good thing was like it wasn't a bad breakup like it wasn't like you know I'm like like my college boyfriend yeah good like he honestly should be paying me monthly salary to not talk about him on social media like I he should be so (laughs) blessed and highly favored that my niche isn't like male hate because I could drag him for years but with my my like ex now like we just like we had no bad blood like we have no beef we like are doing no contact like still just because like we don't need to be texting like it got to the point where it was like you know we can't keep this like cycle going like we need to just like part um but like there was no nothing bad so it was like I had nothing to like slander him about and like yeah there was no tea it was just like our like lifestyles don't work out together and that's it like I love him and respect him as a person and like will always be like a big fan of his but like just know we are not meant for each other yeah does he still hit you up he was definitely hitting me up for a long time we've actually almost gone a month now since like the last form of contact and that was like me having to be like look we can't like I'm keep talking so actually proud of you yeah it like it's really hard for me to set boundaries like I'm a I just like I love people and like I don't want people to ever feel like I'm like abandoning them and like turning like my shoulder on them but like we had a really good conversation about a month ago where I was like we can't talk. And this is like not out of hate for you. This is like out of love for myself. And like, he's very mature and like understood that. But like last week we did unfollow each other on Instagram. I noticed last week that he unfollowed me. And so I like went ahead and hit that unfollow. And like, I was happy that he did it. Cause we kind of talked about it before the first time we broke up, he literally blocked me and like all my friends. And he was like, just very kind of like nasty about it. But this time he was like, okay, you know, if you want to unfollow me, you can. And like, and I was like, okay like but I couldn't make myself do it and then I think like it's super fair for him because I'm like not protecting his peace like I'm gonna post about my hinge dates I'm gonna post about this like it's not my job to do that so if like he doesn't want to see it then like good for him and then like once he did it to me it was kind of like I went through and like unfollowed him and like all of his friends I was like okay bye because I think the best thing you can do is like you got to clear him out like I can't follow your dad I can't follow your sister like we got to go we got to like part you're, you're learning I'm so proud of you yeah yeah thank you we're wow. so proud of you bird so proud. You. happy for you too like you're back having your you're, you're shining and thank you thank you i know it it was making me like sad because people when i first moved to Diego were like you look so happy and i was like really i'm not happy at all like i'm like having panic <laughs> attacks every night but thanks and so now i feel yeah. like just like more authentic like actually True. being happy so good that's amazing all right, AB. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so Jenna's like so invested in this. I'm I hope you know so invested. I mean, I think she knew this was coming. Okay, so Allie and I, we talked about this, but we worked together and I feel like we got pretty close working together. And you had a boyfriend for a while um, and you guys broke up. I mean, I think it was good that you guys broke up and um now you found someone new 
Yes, yeah, I did. I wanted. I want to know all about it. Will you tell me, like, how you guys met and yeah. like how it came to be? Yeah, I'll give you kind of the high level. So, I was single like a lot of my twenties because I dated a lot in college. Like, I had various. I had two very serious boyfriends. Um, and then, you know, in my twenties, I kind of went through this weird phase of like, I mean, not weird. I think a lot of people go through this of like trying to just figure out who the hell I was, because I think for so much of my life, I had just been who everyone expected me to be and did the motions that everyone wanted me to do and the type of person that I was and who I was with. And I just like needed a minute to just figure it out on my own. And I'm so glad that I had that because I really was single for, you know, most of my 20s. And I had like, of course, like short things and flings here and there, but nothing super serious. And then I started dating um, a guy, one of the guys that I dated in college um, towards like the end of my, I guess it was like, we started dating when I was 27, um, 28. And Yeah, we dated for a year. And um, honestly, like this whole year has just been like a lesson and like turning my expectations just like upside down all around. Like everything that I thought was going to happen, like did not happen. Like, you know, if you would have asked me a year ago what my life would look like, I would have been living in Florida, probably engaged, if not getting engaged very soon. And I would have been living there and that would have been my life. And that's exactly what I saw happening. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't like the life that I wanted and it wasn't the person that I wanted to be with. Um, And yeah, it happened really, really fast. And Bird and I have very different breakup styles. And the fact that the time that the last time I talked to my ex-boyfriend was the day we broke up. We have not talked since. We have not communicated. It was very kind of cut and cut and dry very quickly. And it's honestly the best thing for me because, you know, I could have gone down that like, what if road? And also we were long distance, which was really hard. And I will never do long distance again. It's horrible. Um, and yeah, it was just this kind of unexpected and it happened so fast. And um, yeah, every like expectation I had just did not happen. And also like with my new boyfriend now, like we were really good friends and I never saw him as someone I would date like ever. Um, Alec came to California on a trip when they were just friends and we were going to Joshua tree together. And she was, she was like, this, my friend is coming with me. Like my friend, my friend, but then like, as the trip went on, she kept talking about him. And I was like, Allie, do you like Mario? Because I don't talk about my friends like this. And I just like Mm -hmm. knew right away that you guys were not like just friends. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So we were just friends for a long time and then we weren't. And I don't like, know. It was just like, Nashville, he, he lives here in Nashville. Or like yeah, he did. So he, yeah. So he um, lived in Nashville. His business is based here. And then we moved together to California. So everything happened so fast. And so we transitioned from being friends to not being friends anymore. And the thing that did it for me was just like, mm-hmm. I've never been treated in a way that is that, like, I've never been treated that well. And like, he's just like, the kindest, sweetest, selfless person. And I remember he said one night, he was like, you know what? I don't care if we, cause he told me, he was like, I really like, like you. And I was like, at that point, like, Oh no, like that will never happen. Um, and, and he told me, he was like, I don't care if we never work out, but like, I want to be the standard, you know, I want to be, I want to set the standard of how you should be treated in every relationship that you're ever in. Like, even if it's not with me and he just set the standards so high mm-hmm. that I couldn't, you know, there was no, no one else. Like it was just, that's it. And I think for me, like 
everything that I've gone through in my 20s, like the shit show with my family and just like getting to know myself and all the like inner work that I've done has led me to this point where I can be with him in a way that like is so real and authentic. And it's like being with my best friend, like he, Webbered. Tell them about the Zoom call that you had with our family. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it all all happened really, really fast. And then we decided, we were like, let's just jump in fully and move to California together. Because my lease was coming up in Nashville and he was like wanting, because he had lived in LA for a while and he wanted to move back there. And I was like, let's just do it. Like, fuck it. And at this um, point, we still thought they were friends. We yeah. still thought they were friends at this point. So he, so he was like with me throughout the whole breakup, and like we, we, we would we would hang out and talk about it because he had also gone through a really bad breakup a co- like a year or two ago, and so we would just like kind of talk about it together. And um, and then in May he was renting a place out in Malibu for a couple of weeks, and he was like, you know what, like you should just come. And I was still like that breakup was really hard because you know my expectations were so high, and like I thought all these things were going to happen that didn't. So I was like really devastated. And yeah. Wait, um, sorry, before you continue, can you tell about the clothes in the trash bag? I've never talked about this, okay, <laughs> like on the podcast. You don't no, okay. not a, a chance he will ever hear this. And if he does, no. burn in hell. Next. Um, yeah. So it was just like a really horrible breakup. And um, like I said, it was long distance. So I had a lot of like clothes and things over there. And he mailed them back to me in trash bags. And they arrived at my house just in trash bags with no note. And it wasn't like anything horrible had happened like in our breakup. Like, it was just like, we knew that this was not the person that I want to be with. And yeah, so it was like, just a really devastating breakup. And I had not been that sad ever. Like that was probably the saddest I've ever been because, you know, you think that things are going to end up one way and they don't and you're pretty crushed. And so Mario was there with me throughout this whole thing and just kind of navigating the whole breakup. And he invited me out to Malibu and he was like, just come stay. Like, it's beautiful out here. I think it'll be like really healing for you. And we had been hanging out like pretty much every day up to that point. And I was like, okay, sure. So I ended up going and that's kind of when things shifted and like we had this conversation and So it happened very, very fast. And then my family, like I really didn't talk about it with like my family or friends or honestly anybody because it was just something that I wanted to decide on and like make the choice for me. It's like I didn't want to be influenced by anyone else's opinions or thoughts. And so I kind of kept it to myself. And um, yeah, so we decided to start dating. And then like I think two weeks later, we're like, let's move to LA. So I have a Zoom call with my family. And we never really do Zoom calls as a family. And so it was like a very kind of we've out never, of the thing. We've never done a Zoom call. As we've a never done a Zoom call. It was this your idea. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, can we have a Zoom call? Not even like a group FaceTime. Like it's like a full on Zoom. It's a full on Yeah. So that like, is literally sending, sending the Zoom link to the fam group chat. And it's like, everyone needs to join at 7 p.m. Like I have an announcement to make. Okay. No, she wasn't even like, I have an announcement. She was, I want to catch up. And so I called her that morning. <laughs> And luckily I did. We were having like a call about the podcast and I called her that morning. She goes, uh, just like FYI, I'm going to tell the family, like me and Mario are dating and we're also moving to LA together. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so then like, we all get on the zoom and you know, like when someone's about to like confront someone or like tell a secret or like, you know, that like tea is about to come out and you're like, you know about it, but no one else does. I was sitting there like, my dad's like, how was your your week bird? And I was like, it was super great. I went to the fair. Um, when, how was your week? And I'm like freaking out. I know Allie's about to drop this like bomb. Oh my God. So anyway, long story short, I just kind of drop it back to back. I'm like, yeah, exactly what bird said. Mario and I are dating and we're moving to LA and everyone went silent. Like no one really knew how to respond. And I think because they had met, 
they had all met him because when we were in Malibu that next week, my entire family went to San Diego to see birds. So he drove me down from Malibu and ended up just like hanging out with us. Our family is like my friend. And, um, yeah, so it was very he sudden. He came, and he honestly, came to Lizzo concert with us as your friend. I was like, turn oh. up, mama. But honestly, like this year has just been like a practice and just like jumping off the cliff because it's like I jump off one cliff and then it's like a higher one. I jump off of that. So it's like, let's, you know, start dating, jumping off the cliff. Let's move to LA, jump off the cliff. Let's quit my job, jump off the cliff. And it's like, it's been so freeing and just, yeah, it's been a wild ride, but I really am so happy. And it's just, it's crazy how things, how life works out. What were your parents' reaction? Like everyone went silent, but then it like were so they weird. like are they so happy for you or were they like, What are you doing? I think they were just like processing it. They were like, Okay, like my dad started saying something weird about how he finally like found sunglasses that fit his face, which had nothing No, my to dad do goes it. my dad goes, Okay, Allie. I finally found sunglasses that fit my face. We were like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but honestly, honestly, the nice thing, the nice thing about like all the work that our family has done is no one really gives you an opinion unless you ask for it. And I was not asking for their opinion. And that's kind of like been my MO this year too. It's like, I'm not asking anybody what they think about things. I'm just doing it because our family has changed so much. We used to literally like my parents would be like lectures, like telling us all this stuff, like all their opinions. And now it's like, Hey mom, dad, I'm going to do this. And they're like, all right. Do you have the money to do it? All right. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> like they're yeah, just, yeah. it's so nice. And everyone's just like, we stay in our lanes and we just kind of like love each other and we don't. Yeah. It's been a good, it's been a good practice for me of like, because like I said, you know, when I started talking about relationships, it's like, I've lived my whole life. I think like performing in a way of like, this is how I should be. This is how I think that I should be perceived or this is what I think I should do. And now it's like, fuck it. Like, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be with. This is where I want to be. This is, you know, just for me. And it's really nice not to have to like be validated by other people. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy me for too. you, baby. It sounds so freeing and so good like, yeah. to just like quit your job. Just don't even care about the gap between like not having a boyfriend and then like getting one. Like you didn't even care. Like it was quick. Who cares? Yeah, know. it was quick. And yeah, it's, it was it's freeing, but it's also scary. Like, I mean, I still have like moments of like, holy shit, like this is my life. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Right. How has it been so far with Mario and living in LA? It's good. It's really fun. You know, I think that, um, you know, moving to a different city with someone is like, it solidifies your relationship like nothing else because we only mm-hmm. had each other, you know, like we didn't have a big friend group out there. Um, and moving is really hard. And, uh, Moving is really hard and yeah, it's brought us like a lot closer and who knows where we're going to end up and what we're going to end up doing. And it's been really fun. It's like, like I said, living with your best friend. What about like living with a man though? Like, is he a mess? Like, does that drive you crazy? You are so, I feel like type A and clean and like, is he neat? Oh yeah. He's very neat. And like, has like, you know, we like the same things. We like the same styles, the same like taste level, I think. So it's been pretty easy in that regard. Yeah, he's wow. amazing. He's just like, he's incredible. We love him oh, so much. Oh, good. Yeah, I love so that. Glad. I'm so happy for you both. Um. Okay, so back to the job thing. So you quit your job. Are you yeah. just like, I feel like a big question for me at least, and like you are older than me, and like I'm sure you have like so much money saved up, but like do you have a plan to get another job or are you just like 
living off of savings right now? Is Mario taking care of you? Like, what's the vibe? Um, I am definitely going to do something. <laughs> I'm not just going to sit around. I've never been the sit around type of gal. Um, you know, I think people always are like, just quit your job, just quit your job. But also like, there's a lot of like preparation and planning that goes into it. And, you know, I was kind of getting the sense of like, it's time for a change. It's time for something else. And for me, like, like in life, like my goal has always been to work for myself. And, you know, I think I'm done like waiting for the invitation. Um, and so, you know, no one's going to invite you to do your own thing. No one's going to invite you to move somewhere. It's like, you just have to go fucking do it. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm starting my own thing, um, which I'll be sharing about soon. Um, probably November. I'm going to wait a little bit and just kind of like figure out this chaotic living situation and get that settled. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited. Okay. Will you tell me details off mic? This is so perfect for you. I'm so fucking excited for you. I need to hear more details later, but like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. So I've always like launched my own things. And that's another thing. It's like, you can't be afraid of like things not working out the way that you want them to like all across the board, relationships, jobs, because yeah, I had a business called Primp and I launched that. And then earlier this year, I realized that it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing anymore. And I closed the book on it and that's okay. Like things don't have to last forever to be a success or to learn something from them. Like you can try different things and just giving yourself the gift of that freedom of like, Hey, I'm going to like try this out. If it doesn't work, shit, I can do something else. Like it's fine. Yeah. Wow. I think it's like a very free mentality to have when you're like, this could work or it couldn't work. And if not, like, fuck it either way. Like just like with everything, I think, I think that we have such a like, mentality of like I need this to work so other people think I'm successful I need to like this city so other people think my move is successful my relationship is successful like fuck it like not everything's successful and you don't want to do everything forever and you have that how are are you how are you defining success too like did, did you learn something great it's success you know and kind of like reframing what that looks like oh so oh good. God, I'm, so I'm really excited. excited. It's going to be so good. I can't wait to see what you, you do with it. It's so <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited. It's so good. Wait till y'all oh, see the pictures. Yeah, They're so good. We, we had a little, we had a shoot in LA a couple weeks ago and Bird was my little assistant and I it was. was really fun. Oh my God. I <laughs> have to see. I'm so excited yeah, for you. The pictures are like, you're going to. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some of the pictures, Kenna, so you can see. Okay. Yay. Yay. So um, wow, that's amazing. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear this. Okay. Um, I think moving in back to Sarah Caroline, back to Bird, um, you are a full-time influencer, but also you um, are the head of marketing at, what's the company called again? It's called Parallel Eyewear. And there's oh, another God. like sister company called Microvision Optical. So like, it's just like two um, eyewear kind of startups. Okay. So before you did that though, were you solely relying on like brand deals and influencer money? Yeah. So when I moved to Hawaii, like straight out of college, I had savings and like money that I had gotten for graduation. That's like all I had to my name. And um, I was doing, I also had my jewelry business, which is, I started that in high school and then I brought it back in college. So like I was making money that way, sort of. Um, but when I moved here, like I definitely was not making enough off social media to live. So I got a job at a coffee shop and back to like feeling like I'm not a success. Like I graduated college and I was working in a coffee shop and I remember being like, Oh my God, like this is so embarrassing. Like, I can't believe I'm a barista. I have a degree. And I'm like, 
Um, I'm literally like making enough money to like comfortably live in Hawaii. I made so much money at that coffee shop. Like it is such a pivotal time in my life. I learned so much about myself. I learned how to treat people. I learned how to deal with people. So valuable. And, um, but by the time I left Hawaii, I was starting to make like good, goodish money on social media. And I was moving to Italy and our rent was like $400 a month in Italy. Like the, the cost what? of living. Yeah. The cost of living in Italy compared to like anywhere in the U.S. is a fraction. Like you could grocery shop for three weeks for $40. Like what? Almond milk is like a dollar. Like it is crazy. Oh and my God, I had no idea. Yeah. So that. like when I tell people like I was making enough money to live off social media. Yeah. Like living in Italy. That was yeah. for sure. And I had <laughs> saved like a ton of money while living in Hawaii. I, I saved like 20 grand by working at the coffee shop. Like. It was Dude, people shit. do not talk shit about waitressing or anything. Uh-uh. I worked I worked at Top Golf like every single summer coming home from college. I was a waitress at yeah. Top Golf. I think I made more money than I do now. Like it was yeah. insane the amount of money I would walk out of that place with like almost a thousand dollars in tips. Every yeah, just literally. Yeah. I'm gonna force all my children to work like in some sort of like. <laughs> food and beverage industry like you will be doing that like you're gonna get your ass out there and you're gonna do those tables because like you're doing it and um and you're gonna make money so yeah like I like I wish I was I wish I would have bartended like in my early 20s yeah like it's such a that's how I met my ex-boyfriend that's I went on so many dates like it was awesome and um then when I moved to Italy I unfortunately like wasn't getting really any brand deals because I was a US based influencer. I couldn't work with like a lot of companies. I didn't have an Italian audience. A lot of the brands I was used to working with couldn't get product to me in Italy or they had rules that couldn't work with people out of the United States. So that was kind of a shock to me. So that's when I developed like my presets and I started writing my ebooks. So I did an ebook about moving to Hawaii, an ebook about moving to Italy. And I did eventually like an influencer ebook as well. And I just like was trying to come up with ways to make passive income because I wasn't getting as many brand deals anymore. And then I was just also burning through my savings. Like I was just kind of living off of that while I was there. And I just kind of like saw it as a way where like, okay, I might not be making money a a lot right now, but like all this content and like the life I'm living will like help me make money in the future. And I was right. So when I got back, I ended up getting a manager because I'd grown my social media so much while I was over there. So last November, I signed with my manager that I still have today. And that's when it just kind of like leveled up for me. She's amazing. She was just like bringing in all of these incredible deals. Like I felt like it was actually real. And then I knew like moving to California. But like one thing though about influencing I'll say is like it is super like inconsistent. Like one month you could just knock it out of the park and feel like just the biggest baller. And the next month you could get like one or two deals and that's it. And it's kind of creates a little bit of like scarcity mindset and lack mentality because you're like, where and like, well, I'm not gonna have any money. Like, I'm not having money coming in. And so, by getting this job with the eyewear company, it's literally like so nice because I have this like very like permanent, like for sure guaranteed income every month. And then like everything I can make on influencing is just like an added bonus and like great on top of that. And so that's like squashed that like lack mentality that I used to have and like made me feel just very secure. And I feel like when you're more secure, you bring in more like abundance and opportunity. So that's been great. And yeah, that's what I do. It's really funny because like after traveling so much, people are always commenting like, oh my God, I wish I had a trust fund. I wish I had daddy's money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wish I had a trust fund. If I did, I'd be flexing it. Like I'd be like, yeah, haha, hashtag trust fund, baby. Like, you know, I'm out here working. 
Yes. Yes. No, I know. That's that's what I was thinking when I was asking this question is that I'm sure people are like, how do you afford this? Like, oh, is it daddy's money? All that bullshit. And it's like, no, bitch, I worked my ass off. So good for you. You've been slinging caramel macchiatos. Oh my God. Yeah. And I would do it again. Like I'm going to go see them tomorrow at the coffee shop. I'm like, you guys need any extra ships picked up while I'm here? But I think it's just funny. And um, it's also like really funny because I went home two weekends ago and I saw all these people from my high school who like used to give me a lot of shit. Like these people were relentless about like, oh, like influencer, like ad, like, and now they're like, we're so proud of you. Like, we're so proud of you. How did you do that? You're like killing it. Like, are all these like fucking bitches, these bitches from my high school who were so anti-influencer are now posting their prime day pics. I'm like, Oh, that's funny. Uh Like I thought that was, I thought that was cringe, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I won't forget. And I (laughs) think it's just funny. And like, I'm, proud of myself like when I hear that I really don't have like those feelings I'm like oh you think like I'm really just like proud of myself that I'm at that point yeah Yeah. but yeah those girls like I won't forget that good for you yeah that's amazing (laughs) good for you you should be proud like and you were like smart taking all the content in Italy to like eventually use to make money like you still use that content I feel like I see like your reels right like from Hawaii and you like all the time so smart yeah fuck yeah (laughs) I'm obsessed um okay well we just want to say that we like literally look up to you guys and we adore you so much and we're so happy that we got to do this because we've been wanting to do this for so long and we just want to say thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us and letting our listeners you know hear a little bit more about like what it's like to start a podcast with your sister and sharing your story about your family and your life and your love life and your everything. So just thank you. Thanks for sharing all that. I know it's not very easy. Well, thank you for having us on. I feel like we covered all the things and this has been so great. I've loved it. It's like talking to sisters. It's so fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Of course. And we just, um, we make our list or we make our guests every time just say love you bye at the end. So will you both say it one at a time? Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.